Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Podcast, everybody. In this week's episode, we talk loads about golf, some controversial points. Yeah. So, Justin Thomas. Yes. Um, whether I'm paid for to review products, yes. which is a big bugbear of mine, and we definitely yeah. discuss it. We talk about uh, my new fit- fitness regime. Yeah, and also I completely ignored you when you were talking. You told Obviously. me something I completely ignored it when you've not discussed that, and you've just been talking about that for the last 30 seconds. That standard, was awkward. Standard. We talk about uh, Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade driver releases this year. We also have a dear Rick from Matt, 44-year-old, nice. from America. And guys say nice because you'll find out why that is nice a little <laughs> bit later on in the episode. So sit back yeah. and enjoy this episode number 56. I'm in a better mood now. I think it's 56. I well, was really... Guy starts this episode in a stinking mood. Really down. You'll understand why. It's hard being a, a podcast influencer, isn't it? You know, it comes with... I can't... The fame, the glitz and the glamour that I'm getting at the minute, which is nice, obviously. The fame, the fortunes. I was going to say the women, then Abby sometimes listens. <laughs> 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 uh, not the women definitely not the women um that's all great and you can't have your cake and eat it so you've got to take some negativity on board as well there's haters there's people that want to bring me down rick there is guy's got a new car so he's uh he's, he's going all big time rolling <laughs> uh, rock paper and scissors for the intro yeah um one two three bang you win stone beats scissors young man i'm going to count you in from five this time five four three Two, one. Welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with Guy Charnock, producer Guy. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Short and sweet. Um, welcome back to... I'm, you know what? I've actually genuinely run out of... I don't know what episode number we're up to. Do you know off the top of your head? Um, 56. 56. Welcome back to episode 56. Second one of 2021. We've got loads to discuss today. Have you had a good week, Guy? Yeah, not right. Not bad. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be hard work with you today. What's wrong? No, nothing, mate. Nothing at all. Okay. Um, well, something's wrong. I'm glad you've asked. All right, okay. <laughs> so, something you want to get off your chest? Yeah, I do, actually. I'm a bit angry, a little bit um, peed off, for okay. a phrase. So, obviously, we've said last couple of weeks, we're not as bothered about podcast rankings. We've had a joke about being number one all that. Let's just make content and hope people enjoy it, yeah? That's what we've said. Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, foolishly, the other day, um, I went on to Apple Podcasts and I looked at our podcast, looked at the, the, the ratings we've had recently, the um, hopefully five stars, but the ratings and the reviews, okay? And there was loads of really nice ones, people saying that they really enjoy it, and we've had loads of emails recently as well, people saying that they've enjoyed it, it's helped them get through lockdown and whatnot, and that's really good, isn't it? But as you know, it's the bad ones that stand out, isn't it? You mean someone's left the bad review? Yeah. And I've said, used this analogy before. If you were on a diet and you left the house and four people said, oh, you've lost a bit of weight, that would be really nice. And one person says, you put a bit of weight on. That's one that sticks, isn't it? Does. It does. So we've had a couple of bad reviews in our time, which is fine. Okay. But this one really hit home. I can tell. Real, yeah, really. No, I can. I can, me. I can tell. If people, unfortunately, it's not a visual podcast today, but Guy is uh, visibly scarred by this one. It's also the fact it's mostly aimed at me. Oh, so that's also adds to it. But <clears throat> so it's a two-star review. So two out of five. Which wow. Annoying. Give it one or give it five. Yeah. No like, what's do... the point in almost one and what the two, three, and four? So it's two. Okay. The, the, the title of it was "Gets a Bit Too Cheesy." Wow, okay. Um, they haven't left the real name as well, the troll. 
But let's, let me explain why this has upset me so much, okay? And I can take criticism to some degree. Yeah. I listened to the podcast from the start, and now it's getting a bit too cheesy, and it's becoming hard to listen to. I, do, I don't agree with the comments on club fitting, and feel the input from Guy is getting too overbearing. Time to find another golf podcast, probably. Oh. So can I tell you what's upsetting about that? One, you, you can't retaliate. Can't retaliate, which is, is fine. We're allowed to have criticism. Yeah. But what's upset me about that is, this person has listened from the start, they claim. So over a year, week in, week out, for 55 episodes. Yeah. They've re- they recently decided, you know what, I've had a bit of enough of this. And now they left the review. Why not leave the review oh, yeah. after 30 weeks or 40 weeks? When you were and loving go, it. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. It's a good podcast. Now, I've got nothing wrong with bad reviews. And certainly, if somebody left a review and said, and please don't do this, but if someone said, <laughs> got recommended by a friend, listened to three episodes, wasn't what I was expecting, wasn't not a big me. fan of it, not yeah. for me. That's what what more golf? Yeah, exactly. But to listen for 50 weeks, and if that's true, we, it's not, like, not even like they've said, I've binged them all. It's I've listened since the start. Wow. So every week, week in, week out, a fairly happy customer for want of a better phrase and now he's had enough of me which is fine and he's left the review ouch so don't be like that I one more bad view and I'm quitting oh wow <laughs> <laughs> I must get Matt Fryer on the, ho- on the phone get him as a co-host um, well on that note I'm going to brighten it up we have had an abundance of positivity this week mm-hmm. on social media some of the comments we've had about the videos that we've released so far this year have been unbelievably positive. Yes. The Ping Driver review, the Callaway drivers, the TaylorMade's coming out today, uh, Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max. Um, we put a post on, like, just an appreciation post last week saying, you know, thanks everyone for, for watching the videos. We really appreciate it. And the fact that I don't get a chance to reply to everybody, but I do my best to read everything. And the, the comments that came back, I've every single day I've been going back on that comment thread and reading the positivity. Mm. It has been amazing. So thank you so much for all the positivity. Uh, What's the right word? You're speechless. I know. It was amazing. Thank you so much. And I, and I keep, if, if there's ever a, a negative two-star review we get on the podcast, I'm going to dig up that, that um, barrage, I'm going to call it, tidal wave of positivity and read through it and remember that we're doing bloody good. I think, and it's something that you've had obviously to deal with for years, and I see a bit of the podcast, it's like our baby. You can't expect everyone to like something. If you think that's the case, you're naive. It's yeah. just fine. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. You know, the best pieces of, art, pieces of artwork in the world or music, everyone has an opinion, and that's fine. But what I really get frustrated by, and it just must be human nature and something I need to learn to deal with better, is you could have, like, we have the over a thousand reviews, and loads of them are really good, and the people enjoying it, and then the ones that are bad are the ones that stick out, yeah. and it's really annoying. But looking at the podcast as a bigger picture, we had some kind of good but yet sad news last week with a gentleman who wrote in said his wife had had a heart attack, a cardiac, cardiac arrest. And because he was in bed listening to the podcast, he managed to be there for her and, and thankfully save her life. Well, he got back in touch with us, didn't he, on an email to yep. say that he was really thankful, read out his story. And um, he then got back in touch with me again. He actually, I left him a number and he texted me and said, she's on the mend, she's coming home. I think she'd come home. So I rang him. And brought Rick into the call, and we had a little chat with him. And his name, he said we can use his name. His name's Matt. It was really nice. Yeah, just it was. Um, I can't think what day it was on. Now was it last week? It was last week. Maybe Thursday. Thursday or Friday last week. And guy said, "Are you free to jump on a call?" I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." So it was Matt who, like, I said the story of of basically saving his wife's life after having a cardiac arrest, and uh, it was really nice chatting to him. We promised him a game of golf up here at the Marriott. Up, I'm saying up here, we're not there now. But at the Marriott Worsley Park in Manchester, when the restrictions drop and people are allowed to play, and he said the drinks are on him, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to. So yeah, it was a really nice story that. And like I say, it's uh, not for one minute can we ever take credit for saving anyone's life. We even can, though we'd like, we can. We'd like can. to. It it's was, on my LinkedIn now, by the way. <laughs> Lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things. It was like I can't believe the circumstances led him to to still be awake at that moment in time when his wife was having a heart, cardiac arrest and he managed to save her life and like so she's on the mend i think she's still in hospital did he I say i think she came i just want to make sure we get this correct because obviously I, um no she, f- she was discharged he said that this is what i liked he said um, again he was really cool guy so he won't mind me reading this he said the major hurdle now is that she can't drive for six months 
six months. So who is going to come and collect me from the clubhouse when I'm uh, a bit tipsy? I like so. it. I like it. Um, quick one. Before we started recording this podcast, you went to Subway. I didn't go. What did you have? Talk me through it. Because you're, you're trying to be healthy at the minute. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see if you've gone healthy or not. So I'm being healthy at the moment. I am. Um, I've managed to do what day? What day are we on now? Four, fifth, 18th. 18th. I've done twelve workouts so far this year. Nice. So I'm trying to track it, see how many I can get done this year. I'm aiming for two hundred and fifty. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I I always go for really short term goals. Like yeah. I always say, try and do a workout this week. I never, certainly with my workout goals, I never go for like a yearly goal. And that's what I'm trying to go for this year. Like it's consistency. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I do think that's quite a lot though, without trying to dishearten you, because that's five a week for the whole year. Well, I'm going to try and get them all done before Christmas next year too, so I can proper bin through Christmas. I didn't feel like I proper let my hair down this Christmas. Okay. (laughs) But either way, that's what I'm going to go for. You told me some of what you went, and I thought that was disgusting and gluttonous, but if that's not a lot... Oh, right, why over Christmas? Well, what was that day you had about four pies and pie bombs? Do you remember that day? That was just before Christmas, I went through. I went through a real bad stage through December of just eating absolute carb overload, certainly pasties and pies. If you're from the northwest of England, you'll know how how much in high regard we hold pasties and balms. Uh, pasties and pies, sorry. And yeah. I actually have a pasty balm. Which you don't know what... Did you know what that was? Yeah, I know what that is. So they call it a Wigan kebab, where you have a pasty, so a cheese pasty, flaky pasty, really nice, and you have it on a balm cake. Now, balm cake, that's going to cause quite a lot of controversy, not only here in the UK, but globally. A bap. A bap, a balm. A cob. A cob. A muffin. Yeah. A roll. A roll. Whatever those combinations you are, I call them a balm. What do you call it? You call it a balm. A balm. Bacon balm. Yeah. Or roll. And uh, you have it on that with a bit of ketchup, so it's like real bad. Anyway, that was December. I went through a real bad stage, eating utter crap. So Subway, I had a wrap, trying to cut down on the carbs. Plain chicken, lettuce, sweet corn, onion, sweet chilli, a little bit of mayo, um, a bottle of water. That's another thing. I've not I've, I've not had a single Diet Coke in 2021. And um, a coffee. Well done. Thanks. That's good. Did you get onto what you had from Subway then, though? That was the original question. <laughs> That's what I just said. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was nodding along then. <laughs> wow. I was nodding along, looking at what I was going to talk about next. I literally I just described going, yeah, it. Yeah. I heard you say I've not had a Diet Coke, and it was on this year, but I've got no idea what you said before. I'm going to be really honest there. I wasn't listening. Basically, I was a, sweet, not li- a sweet chili chicken wrap. See, I heard them words, but didn't take it in at all. <laughs> um, I'll listen from now on. And then we have, um, I mentioned it just earlier, TaylorMade Sim 2 mm. review dropping today at midday, 12 o'clock, if you listen to this nice and early. Um, two new drivers, well, three new drivers. One of them's a draw, biased, basically, anti-slice. Um, you got a bit of, I think it, a bit of something. I don't know if it's off my phone or yours. I feel like a bit of... Um, oh, God, I'll just drop my phone now. Um sim 2 carrying on from sim last year but almost carrying on but it's weirdly totally different like it seems like it's had a real cosmetic change bar the sim which is shaping motion the angular bar at the back that's supposed to help you swing it faster that stayed the same but apart from that carbon crown carbon underneath aluminium forged uh, ring around the back which holds the whole head together the reviews out today yeah, so I wanted to talk, we obviously discussed drivers last week a little bit, didn't we, and all these new ones that are releasing, and obviously in the last couple of months, we've had, obviously, Cobra, we've had Ping, we've had Callaway, Tightless. we've had TaylorMade, we've had Titus before that, and I wrote a couple of little questions down here, and I put some in the podcast group, which we'll touch on as well, so it was like, with all these new driver launches, it feels like they're going left, right, and centre, it's every, all the time at the minute, which is... <laughs> they just made my shots. Yeah, they're just shots, <laughs> left, 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 left. Um, but, silly question, because obviously people must do, but... Do people actually buy them? Um, I, you know what? Out of all the years I've been doing this job for now, reviewing products and everything else, I have no idea how many drivers are sold. No, I don't. We could probably find out quite easily. Yeah. But I've got no concept of that. But also, it seems like so many people, I know that social media is a bubble and stuff and not always the real world, but so many people seem to moan about it and say that they still have an old one. And also, when I go to golf courses or we go to golf courses, we do often see some people who are really into the golf with the latest and greatest. But again, so many people have old drivers. Um, and don't seem to upgrade, obviously, every year or all the time. So we put something in the Facebook group before, and we'll just touch on a couple of these. It was a little thing. It was, um, we want to hear your thoughts. 
There's three questions. Number one, how old is your driver? Number two, what would make you swap your driver? And number three, how much would you realistically spend on a new driver? And we had literally 285 people so far have answered this. So we obviously can't read them all. But there was quite a mix. But the vast majority of people are using older gear. And these people are people that are in a podcast group about golf who obviously are massive golf fans. Um, I'm trying to get to the first comment to read through a couple of them. But what would... Obviously, you get sent stuff and review stuff and use stuff. But realistically now, do you think you'd have a newish drive review? I know it's hard to take yourself into the situation, but... Well, it's not massively. If I, if I do rewind time back to when I when I was a golf professional, but I wasn't reviewing golf equipment yet. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd finished at Mia, or around the last few years at Mia, and I moved to Traffa Golf Centre. And I was very much in this mindset that... that and I still am very much this day that that coaching and swing mechanics makes you hit the ball better than any golf club ever will. Mm-hmm. That's my absolute hundred percent opinion on that. Everyone wants a quick fix though, and everyone wants something shiny. I also get that. But I went through a stage even when I was buying my equipment at trade. So I let's. I was very big. Uh, I'd, um, I pretty much bought everything ping when it first came when it came out. It was like the i i fifteen range. I got the s fifty seven irons or s fifty six irons, ping wedges, ping drive, pretty much everything ping, and I bought it all at trade, so it was heavily discounted. But I envisioned having those clubs for five years. That was that was my mindset. I'm going to have these golf clubs now for five years. I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to stay with these golf clubs because even though it wasn't ridiculously expensive because I got a heavily discount, I still it was a fairly decent investment. So fast forward about three years, that's when I kind of started to get into YouTube and I, I must admit I became a bit more of a magpie with new clubs and you know swapping and changing whatever. But that was, my, that was always my mindset. I, I thought if I buy a set now, I'm going to keep them for five years. I would probably imagine I'd still be like that now because mm-hmm. I still wanted new equipment, but as long as it wasn't dead old, I could live with it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. The thing that I would have probably bought more of if, if I went in that, probably putters. I would have swapped putters quite a bit and yeah. maybe wedges. Yeah. But apart from that, I probably wouldn't buy a set of irons that often and I probably wouldn't have swapped my driver that often. Well, that seems to be kind of a theme in the podcast group so craig said he's got a five-year-old mizuno jpx 900 is the driver he's using if he was to swap it would be for better performance maybe a little bit more forgiveness and he would spend up to 450 so we've got potentially yeah, yeah. He would spend the money but it's not really mustn't have found anything we've got um your friend of mine rob potter has answered he said his driver's two seasons old uh, which is fairly new obviously he would swap for better performance of distance and also a bit tighter dispersion and again he would spend 450 i mean that's a lot of money, but a lot of people do seem to be saying um, 450 And then um, Steve said he's got a Nike um, SQ2, so it's about 15 years old. He, he needs a new one, um, but can't obviously test him at the moment. He's looking at possibly the Rad or the Sim 2, but only wants to spend 350 So obviously he probably wouldn't get a Sim 2 for that, I don't think. Obviously or a Callaway. Or... He could get a Sim, original Sim, if they're still selling them. But it's the, the kind of the overriding... I mean, without going through every single comment, but it feels like a lot of people are about four or five years and will spend the money, they're saying about 450, but they're looking for better performance. Now, that's got me thinking, does that prove in a sense that a lot the, the, the new ones aren't performing better? Because these people have got clubs, they're willing to swap for, for something new and something better, but they've not done. I'm guessing they've tried other stuff. Mm. I think what we've done really well this year in the reviews um, is, is test the ping the Callaway, the TaylorMade, against product that wasn't just last year, because there isn't that much of a difference, but from drivers four to five years ago. I think that's where you see, uh, listen, very little differences, but you actually start to see differences. And it sounds like we're not far off what the consumer is wanting to see there. If consumers have got drivers in the bag and they're thinking maybe only four or five years, well, we're producing those numbers quite nicely. So it's, I, I would say that's about the number. Four or five years, I reckon that's probably when you start to get itchy feet, you start to think, maybe I, I could treat myself to a new driver. I always think of this idea, and again, it depends on, we've talked about equipment loads and why people should buy it and why they shouldn't. Sometimes you just want to buy new equipment and that's absolutely fine. I always wanted this idea, and I used to speak to my students quite a lot about it, was reward yourself when you hit certain goals. So obviously, people who was, I was coaching at the time wanted to improve, wanted to play better golf. So if you can shoot, let's say you were trying to break 90, once you break 90 successfully, then maybe treat yourself to a new toy. Maybe, maybe, and it doesn't even have to be golf equipment. You might just buy a new bag. You might buy a new pair of shoes. You might 
buy a box of Pro V1s because you've always wanted them. It's it's treating yourself to something that drives you towards that goal. Because sometimes, let's say you've got a set that's successfully helped you beat 90, you don't want to go, right, I'm going to buy everything brand new again because believe it or not that set of clubs that you might buy might not suit you as well as the clubs that you already had so um it is very interesting you know touching on that a bit off topic what kind of semi-related to what you just said i remember i've been to a few comps before and there's been a longest drive and the prize for winning has been a driver yeah i always find that strange isn't it yeah if you're hitting your driver that well that long and straight hit the fairway why do you want another one yeah (laughs) i've always wondered that actually but that's the thing with this drive i know we kind of discussed it last week and it probably feels like we're over the same thing again to some degree it's just it really this year possibly more than ever it's baffling me with with drivers and stuff that we know they're not getting any better which is kind of fine if obviously the rules in place by the governing bodies etc but who actually is buying them? And there's nothing wrong with buying them. Like you said, if you 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 know, if you, you want to treat yourself or whatever, then that's absolutely fine. The, all the drivers out there are really good and they look good and they sound good and, you know, the nice look at in the bag, the head covers are good. But they aren't performing better. And when when is that point going to come? Is there going to be a point that comes where people just go, you know what, it's literally a waste of money? I've got another theory why people are more annoyed this year. Go on. Well, I think there's a few things. First off, obviously, the situation mm-hmm. and the world that we're living in right now. P- people are just getting knocked off. I get it. The other thing, if you actually think about it, it's very, very, very rare. And you do have to honestly go back a long time here. And I can't actually remember when so many brands are all bringing out their new drivers. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Titleist bring out a new driver every two years. Mm-hmm. That's fallen on this year. So that was September, quite an early launch. Ping typically bring mm. out every 18 months. The Ping launch is never at the start of January. It, it's much, it's, it's either in the summer or it can it can vary. Every 18 months, obviously, it varies. It's normally only Callaway and TaylorMade at the start of Jan. Mm-hmm. Where this year, everyone loads. now thinks Cobra, well, like, rightly so, is a, is a serious driver contender. You've got the pings, you've got the tailor made, you've got the Callaways, you've got the tight lists. It's almost every single brand is bringing out, mix that in with everybody's kind of, you know, hepped up mm. anguish and, and you know, mm. anger or whatever it may be. I think that's kind of flooding out in in some of the comments. Can but I have two little scoops for the podcast then? First scoop is we've also tested a driver that's much cheaper that will be coming out on the YouTube channel this week that was good. Mm. Should we say what that was or do you want to keep people a little bit? Well, let's say the price. Okay. And let's also talk, is that cheap? Yeah, okay. So the price was? £300. Is that cheap? Which is mad, isn't it? It depends how you look at it. Mm, Compare it to Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade. Yes, it's and it's cheap. a brand people know of as well. It's a brand that people know of, a brand that's won the most major tournaments with that club in said bags. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's that not gives one it, gives it away to some degree. That's I don't know, but not well. That's not, true. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Some some hardcore will know that. Um, very successful iron range over the years, but drivers they've always lacked. Always. Um, they've tried everything. <laughs> they've tried literally every yeah. angle that they can try. And this new one that they brought out is £300. It's non-adjustable, which does let it down a little bit in some regards. Depends on how much you play with adjustability. But it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I'll, te- I'll test it against the Callaway Epic. And the numbers stack up, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, so watch that video. It's going to come out Friday this week. I said this to you before off the podcast. With that driver performing... And it's obviously much cheaper than its competitors. Does that give consumers, does that prove then if people still want other brands, that they want it for the brand? Because that driver proves, certainly for you anyway, and obviously other people should definitely try it. But if that works and it's £200 cheaper, there's no need to look elsewhere unless it's the brand's marketing that's yeah. pulling you across. Well, the only thing, and again, I don't want to give it away too much, it didn't It didn't give me the best numbers in the world just because more of the spec mm-hmm. wasn't perfect for yeah. me. But I do address that in the video. Um, yeah, I, I think brand snobbery is very, very uh, prevalent in golf. Yeah. I would say brand snobbery is one of the big... If you go into a golf shop and you say, I want a new driver and money is no object, you are going to end up pitching to to the highest branded, mm-hmm. you know, Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade, those type of, of brands. But if you did open your mind a little bit more and, you know, thought about other brands that maybe, you know, still make incredible products, but for much cheaper... Next potential scoop. Will you be swapping your driver this year? 
It's a great question. Well, obviously, we had a little mishap in the home simulator. I've actually seen a few people online that think you did that on purpose. I can't believe that. Comments, people saying, oh, well, how convenient Rick breaks his driver just before the release season. I bloody love that driver. I would not have broke it. And do you think, like... You hit at, your own route while Look ceiling. at the shot that I hit. I, I mean, I, I, if you actually look at the sim data that I hit the shot off, I did not hold back. That was a proper golf shot. I just teed it up in the wrong location on the mat, which since doing, I've... I've learnt from my mistakes never made that mistake again um the only problem i think you have to some degree is if you put a new drive in the bag just because you fancy it and why not does that almost send out the wrong message then in a sense because we're trying to in, in some ways trying to tell people don't just swap for the sake of it because all these other drivers don't want really better than last year's so if you do swap it's like well why have you swapped i can't just do it incognito anymore can i but then at the same time, I know we like doing what's in the bag videos. What if you have a new driver every time you play and just mix yeah. around and get to know them even more? Yeah. It's food for thought. <laughs> I know which one you've hit the best, in my opinion. I think I know which one I've hit the best, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's between two of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's just out and out one p- club. So there's one that I've hit straightest and there's one that I've hit better. You know what you could do? take out all bluey and have two drivers have yeah, a, I never hit have a fur way finding driver which would 100% be the ping max g425 max g425 max whatever and then the other driver which we won't name just yet that i think flight wise i've never seen it a driver as well as that numbers weren't massively impressive compared to other drivers but just looks and yeah, sound and, and it like sounded that crack. awesome we'll see that could be a new trend two drivers People have proper loser ads then, wouldn't they? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, I'm not... I, I do want to play a bit more golf this year. I've, I've got a few things I've been working on in my golf swing I'm not particularly happy about. Because when I weirdly, when I look back at old footage from like four or five years ago, or even two years ago, I was definitely swinging the golf club better. I was swinging it faster and I was hitting it further. I feel like maybe in the last couple of years... You know, you know what it's been a lot of? I've not spent as much time on a launch monitor as I used to do. Mm-hmm. And that sounds ridiculous, that. But when I was teaching, you know, certainly three or four days a week still, I was on the launch monitor a lot in between lessons or after lessons or whatever it may be. And as much as, yes, I've got the simulator here at home, it's not like I'm on here for hours. And I feel like because I've been out on the golf course a lot more, we do our filming on the golf course a lot more now, I've been so much more focused on fairway, which so is actually playing golf. I was going to say, there's a caveat to that. You might have lost a few yards, but you don't hit anywhere near as much of them snappy left horrible ones as you I, used to. I hit it ridiculously straighter than what I used to without without question. Um, but I don't hit it as long. Yeah, but don't let the ego of the GC quad take over. I know. It's but, all... that, but that's why I think back in the day when I used to swing it faster and hit it further, that was it. Like mm-hmm. I would just try and smash it as hard as I can on GC quad. So I think um, I, I do want to increase my club head speed though. Okay, I'm a well, ball speed. That has been a really nice segue into the, today's Dear Rick. Okay. I've got one for today. I've kind of done a little bit of work. The last couple of podcasts have just been, well, last one certainly. People loved it. Stop being so down on yourself just because that... I've had a bad day, all right. That buddy prick leave a oh. negative comment. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't, don't be listening right, to okay. Him. Well, do you want to listen to this Dear Rick? I think I can use this guy's name because there's, there's no... Re- well, I can definitely it's Matt. There's nothing in there that means I can't say his name. He's from the United States. He's put, Dear Rick... <laughs> First Narr- narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Rick, first off, great job with the podcast and everything you're doing for golf on YouTube and social media. I'm a big fan. Thanks, and Matt. I always recommend your videos to my buddies as well. So you can tell he's American because he's saying buddies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in love with the game of golf since I was quite young. However, I just recently started to, to learn how to play. I'm 44 and I've grew up watching Fred Couples, Tiger and the greats of the 80s and 90s era of golf. I purchased my first set of clubs in September of 2020 and I've been practicing and taking lessons with a local pro. The consistency is not there yet, but it's hard to deny the progress I've made as I've gone from a horrible slicer to someone who plays a slight draw and hits it really well. My question to you is, this is where it gets interesting, when you were learning to play golf, how many months or years, etc., did it take for you to start feeling like you developed your swing? I feel like I'm constantly learning something new or observing something that needs to be addressed in my swing, and therefore I feel like it's constantly changing or in consistent need, constant need of improvement. Is there a point at which you stop making major changes to your swing and work on consistency or tweaks of various aspects? And how do you know? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When the swing you're swinging is your swing. I hope this makes sense. Um, that was basically it, yeah. It is a really good question. Mm. And, it, and it is a really interesting one because it's one that you probably you and me find hard to answer. Mm-hmm because we did start golf so young Mm -hmm. like i don't remember learning how to swing a golf club no i don't like literally i don't remember the feelings i don't remember what i was trying to think about when i was a kid no idea because i started really playing golf when i was 10 and then probably up until 16 i had a few lessons not many but i played golf was that similar to you exactly the same yeah i was eight so like I, i hardly remember ever ever it's like saying like try and remember to walk Mm -hmm. i don't know it just happened Mm -hmm. like but if and it sounds awful if you did have an accident and you had to go through um um, rehab what's it called rehabilitation yeah like you'd have to learn how to walk again and i bet that's dead really strange because you think well i can walk and i've walked for so but you've got to teach yourself again and that's a bit like playing golf and picking it up later on in, in life he said he was 44 then and only really just picked up his first set of clubs last year like it'll feel so strange for so long and here's another another one as well this is really interesting i remember hearing uh whether it was on a podcast that it was on the um um oh whose podcast was it on now i can't remember but it was really good where they were asking about uh they were talking to tour players so it was either no laying up or it was um uh on the edge no what's it um what the hell is it Cameron called? yeah cameron McC- what's it called now something about the edge i think i don't know um and they said to the tour pros, like, what do you think about, and do you think about nothing? And no tour pro I've ever heard answer, I think, think nothing. Yeah. Every single tour pro, regardless of how little detail it is, always has a swing thought. Mm-hmm. It might just be the fact that they're trying to square the face in the takeaway. It might be the fact they're trying to rotate more into the right heel. It might be the fact they're trying to hold the face off a little bit more. It doesn't matter what it is. They'll be having a swing thought, and that helps them play better golf. The question he had, though, when do you stop making major changes? It depends on what those major changes are until you, like you say, you get to a point where the changes that appear major become much, 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 much smaller and are actually only swing thoughts in the end. Um, but I'm, like I said, I'm going through a swing change at the moment. I'm trying to become a little bit more consistent, hit it further, hit it faster, hit it longer. And every swing that I do at the moment feels different. I know if I just went and, and teed it up now, I could still put a golf swing on it. That's the thing, though. It's weird. It's a good question because if you've played golf, and in, in answer is quite, I don't know what the answer actually is to his question, how long it takes. It depends on so many factors, it's, doesn't I don't, it? I can't even put a time on it. But let's just say it's years, a couple of years, just for round figures. Let's say it's three years from him starting, but he feels like his swing is, is his swing. But that, is soon, that goes away as soon as you start working on something. So it's like with those tips that you and Matt Fryer gave me about trying to work on early extension, and then happens to the driving range, trying to really open up my hips on the way back. That feels like really conscious effort and really bizarre. Doesn't feel like my swing. So in a weird way, you probably never really have a complete 
which just feels perfect here, which just no. feels natural. It's always going to be something. It's certainly trying to improve that feels different. Exactly. You will find a point where, let's say, if you, if you think about something for so much, so long a time, and then you just go out and play golf, it's the hardest thing to do, but you do become more natural with mm-hmm. your movements. But swing thoughts aren't a bad thing. Don't ever think swing thoughts are, are a negative. Just don't, maybe don't have too many. Try and keep it very simple in what you're trying to achieve out on the golf course when you're playing. Save the majority of your swing thoughts if you have multiple ones for the driving range or the practice ground. But when you get on the golf course, try and condense that into just one swing thought that gets you results, gets you around the golf course in as little shots as possible. Did a couple of little like that was a really good answer that you did well i think you do well on Derek, don't you i you really, really listen you do mark from america 44 golf clubs in september 2020 mm. like i learned yeah. i'll remember that for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> i'll test you in the intro afterwards to see. <laughs> um so a couple of little quick fire questions we've had on the facebook group kyle has asked you've got 100 balls how confident are you that rick could get a hole in one from let's say 140 yards away 100 shots He's asking, not asking me then, is he? He's asking you. Oh, fair. Well, I'll both answer. If it's the There's 14th s- at the Marriott... I going to say, I think you could. I've, honestly, how close have I been this year? Ridiculous. Like, several times, it's literally been on the uh, within within a foot of the hole. Uh, it's a really nice little eight iron or a nine iron into that green. If the pin's just in that kind of middle of the green, or t- any, it doesn't matter where it is on that green, to be fair. I've hit some unbelievable shots into that green. But... 100 shots does not reduce the, the odds of getting a hole in one. Still so hard, isn't it? Like, I've had one in my life, and how many shots have I hit in my life? Well, thousands and thousands. So it's like, it's so difficult. It is. James has asked, is Rick too cool to use a golf trolley? I've got a golf trolley. Yeah, I don't think that's uncool, is it? Yeah. I've, used, that... I've, I've got one, up, I've got one um, at home. It's like a power caddy, and I, re- I do really like it. And when I was playing a lot of golf... I'd say when I used it loads, back in the day when I used to do load of course vlogs and you got all the camera gear and everything else, it was great for that because I could get a big tour bag, stick it on there, fill all my bags with batteries and all the things that I need and it was perfect for that. Got another one. It's a little bit equipment here, which I know we've been quite heavy on. I want your one word answer and I'm going to give one as well. And it's how you determine this from Craig. He said, what in your opinion would be the best performing brand in 2021? Ping. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go tailor-made, which is a safe, rubbish answer, but you can't go far wrong, can you? I could e- I could go either, but I do think... I, I could go any... I, I could, and it sounds awful, and, and not awful, but it's the re- it's truth these days in 2021. You could say Cobra and have a decent argument. You could say Titleist and have a decent argument. You could say Callaway and have a decent argument. Um, it, it is very challenging to, to kind of pick just one, but for me, so far, what I've hit from Ping has been very, very impressive. Mm. it's quite a funny one from from uh, brent he said the drives and drives in 2017 were averaging over 300 yards carry on rick's reviews his latest one's a 280 has rick lost 20 yards or have the drives got worse and more expensive well that's kind of what we've already discussed isn't it but i don't think you've lost 20 yards no you? i don't think i was ever carrying it over 300 maybe one or two like out of the batch yeah out of the batch done. well I, I i checked a video from two years ago which was the callaway epic flash and i definitely swinging it better like ridiculously better i watched the video yesterday but was it better though was the driver i'm saying i'm swinging yeah it but better. i'm saying but were you better though in in yeah. terms of sp- and, and straighter as well do you think maybe not straighter because i honestly think you're giving yourself a bit of a hard time about this distance thing i think you're hitting it better now i think if you got put if, if let's just say now we're on to the first tip marriott and 50 podcast listeners had to come and watch you. I think you would hit a better shot now than you would have done two years ago. I probably agree. I think the thing is what I've maybe figured out is I used to feel comfortable swinging at like 112, 113 miles per hour. Mm. Like that never felt like hard work. And I felt like if I wanted to crank one, and maybe I did sometimes in those videos just for showing off, and certainly when I did the longest drive ones, I could swing it to 115 and smash one 300 yards. I do believe I had that in the can. What I find now is that I'm like 110 and I don't feel like I've got much more left in the tank, mm. which is the frustrating thing. Like, I used to think 112 was like fourth gear out of five and now I feel like I'm swinging in fifth, in sixth gear and I'm not, I can't hit it any faster or further. 
So it's impossible to say is the equipment better bar doing head-to-heads, which I've done this year. I don't believe the equipment's got any worse. I believe I've gone slower, but for the right reasons. Yeah, I do. But I would still love that extra gear. I feel like I've just lost that that ability to crank. Like, let's say, even like, let's say the 17th hole at the Marriott or the, the um, uh, 12th hole at the Marriott, the two drivable par fours. Like, I would easily crush it onto those greens back in the day. I feel like I'm really jumping on it now to get close. So I need, to up, I need to up my speed. This is a question that's uh, I've replied to this question to say answered because it's almost borderline annoyed me and it's not the person's fault, but I think let's just clear this up. <laughs> His name is Johnny and he said, has Rick ever turned down a review despite being offered nice perks just because he knew the product was crap? So he's essentially kind of, not in a negative way, because he's obviously a fan, insinuating that you get perks to do reviews and that sometimes. So I think we've discussed this several times, God. but let's just make it clear, while there's all these reviews going on, exactly the process we go on. Because So I have relationships with brands in the sense that they send me equipment to review. Yes. That is it. And the, they give us information on said product in terms of Obvious things, the lofts available, the CC of the head, the price, the material when use, it's coming the price. out. We then go out and review the product, and they have quite literally no editorial Zero. whatsoever. And they don't see the video until you guys see the video. Yeah. They will get a notification. I'm guessing some of them at TaylorMade or Callaway are subscribed to the channel. They surely are. And they will then watch the video. There's no incentives. Not at all. There's no money that passes hands there's no nice presence i don't get flown around the world it doesn't happen like maybe in the very very early days i went on a couple of media trips mm-hmm. which was just you know me in, intrigued about media trips but i can't remember when was the last four years not ago since I've five years ago i've Definitely not been on a media not. trip there's literally zero communication with the brands um I think just another and that's as straightforward as it is. I think just another thing to touch on, and this is something I understand, but again, just to kind of clarify this for, for other people, is the fact that, in a sense, you keep the clubs, but ultimately you don't own them. So yeah. if Callaway said, we want the driver back, then obviously Rick doesn't own it, we would happily send it back. That doesn't always happen because brands know that Rick will keep them for future reviews. So, for example, with the new Callaway driver and stuff, we reviewed it against an old one. But also, probably the reason why it's in brands' favour is just for it to keep hold of them is because, let's just say in two years' time, Titleist make a driver that looks just like the current Epic 2021, for example. I know they wouldn't do that, let's just say they do. By us having one to hand, we can go, like, this is a new Titleist driver, it's called the 2023 or something, whatever. It actually looks very much like the Epic from two years ago. Let me show you, and bang, you've got one. Does it perform the same? And, so it's there. And also, it's in, they're in my spec. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're in my spec, my everything that, you know, so there's no but, reason for, they don't need them back. No, but, but I think what I was going to kind of allude to then, and I understand this as well, is, is that, for, for the average person, and this is clearly the case, to get a driver for free for £500 would be obviously amazing. So people might think, well, if you're getting a ping driver and get to keep it, you're going to say great things about it because that's what the normal person would do. And it's the same if I got a free BMW 1 Series tomorrow, I'd start loving BMW. But Jeremy Clarkson, who's reviewed cars for the last 30 years, that's nothing. It's what he does is for his living. So just because you get to keep a product, you get to keep them all. Yeah. So it's you're not, not going to... I'm excited about new products, but it's not. So what? Like yeah. it, it, at the end of the day, it is just another piece of metal with a brand name on it that I'm testing. I don't I, like the, that novelty. If there was ever a novelty, it's totally, totally well, worn off. And that's yeah. People might think that was being bad, which is true, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's no reason. Let's just say again. Um, they've not. Tightly bring out a driver in a month, and they send you one, and obviously you end up just kind of keeping hold of it. Why would you suddenly start loving Titleist yeah. because you've got every other driver in the world at exactly. your disposal? It, it's not... It, I understand where people would get confused like that, with like you just mentioned, because it is very, very... Not people are in that position. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's in that position. Not even tour pros are really in that position. You know, either they're sponsored by brands or whatever it may be. But that's it, like... But also as well, we... we... I'm, I, the thing is, what the last part, I'm on the consumer side. Like, I'm not yeah. on the... Manuf- I'm on... The, con- the viewers, the consumers' side. Yeah. I don't want anybody to get ripped off. I want people to play better golf, and I want people to make the right decisions when buying equipment. Well, that's it. And and, and ultimately, not that it's about winning, but you can never win, because if Rick says the new Callaway is good, some people will say, oh, well, you've been paid to say that. If Rick says the new Callaway is bad, 
people will say, oh, well, you use Cobra. The Cobra paid to say Callaway's bad. So all we can do and all Rick can do is get a product, learn about it, go and test it, put those claims to the test, and then give an answer to the, the viewer. And ultimately, that's honest, and that's why you know the channel has grown to where it's gone, because you give honest appraisals and stuff. It would, it would make no sense to start taking payments off brands because you couldn't be impartial then exactly. could you and, and we've made good points about this before like why would i ruin this mm. like why do i i wouldn't ruin it for some you know for, for a quick cash out like this isn't for a quick cash out this is for long term um and and to some degree like i earn my revenue from from social media yeah. like it's not from brands and i think i don't know i, I think that's the thing that gets a bit frustrating for me it is, and it, it's, you know the other thing as well god just a quick one and, and people listening like if you were really thinking i was you know so biased or i would be plugging you have to go out and buy this driver yeah. click the link down below straight to x website where you can buy it put your discount code in rick sent me and yeah. you get 10 like that's selling that's you know but it's not selling products it's it is just another piece of metal that i'm testing and that's it. And it's something that we've discussed before and other people probably been thinking, you've said this before, but there's always going to be new listeners, new people coming to the um, to the podcast or the channel. So it's good to kind of go over that. And it, at the minute, it is very much review season. And there's another thing there's the day as well. I don't know if you, well, you obviously just saw it because I saw you reply, but there's that guy that said um, on the Facebook video, he was a top fan as well. And he said something like, oh, you kind of not taking the mic. He said, oh, are you sponsored by Ping now, Rick? Have you signed a deal? And you were like, well, no, why would I do that? Because I'm an independent reviewer. It's, yeah, it's just worth going over occasion, isn't it? But and also, it could be a good title for the podcast. This does Rick get paid? So yeah. potentially, the answer to that is no. Um, We've got both got a little bit angry then. Um, well, it, the thing is because we know that's what mm, why know. we get angry. Like bar buddy sharing my bank statements and mm. showing what comes into the business and out of the business. Like there's no other way of saying it bar us openly having this conversation sometimes. Okay, I've got a question for you. It's up to you if you want to answer this. It's going to be quite, uh, got to be quite PC on this one. But from Benjamin, what do you think of the JT incidents? You know what? It's really funny that you brought it up because I was going to bring it up. Okay. Because one of the first times, it sounds mad. I've got like a bit of a, a golf chat with a few of the mates of mine. None of them golf pros, but all good golfers. For about two hours on Saturday, we spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And that's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. So oh. if you don't know about it, Justin Thomas... He was playing the uh, Champions of Champions in Hawaii and he missed a putt mm-hmm. and he said something to himself, somewhat under his breath, but it got picked up by the microphones, which has been perceived and is a homophobic slur. Yeah. Um, he apologized after, hand on heart apologized, said he, you know, he's better than that, that that's not the way he's been brought up, that he's a man and this, that and the other. Um and it and kind of I must admit I thought it had gone away or died mm. down or whatever that you know on Thursday or Friday whenever it was or maybe even Saturday Ralph Lauren one of his main clothing mm-hmm. sponsors uh, decided to terminate his contract because of said statement that mm-hmm. he, you know he spurted out um, so my thoughts on it my thoughts on the statement or being dropped by Ralph Lauren um, well possibly more the, the drop, dropped on Ralph Lauren because the statement was he said that he apologised so you can have views on that obviously What, but it's more about his his punishments as such what, what happened is it right is it wrong um, it, it's an interesting one for me because I think to some degree well a lot. Justin Thomas is a really good ambassador mm-hmm. for, for you know for everything that I've seen of him before Young talent, unbelievable, good at golf, third in the world. Never really stepped a foot wrong, not that I can remember. I think he got that fan kicked out of a tournament once, oh, but maybe. again, that's nothing, not the end of the world. He's quite out- outspoken, but not her- like, you know, he seems pretty cool. Um, I think Ralph Lauren have used it as a way of potentially getting out of golf. Mm, possibly. Because I remember back three or four years ago, I heard rumours, and I don't have any facts to this, but they were just rumours that Ralph Lauren were looking at moving out of golf anyway. They didn't actually have a line that you could buy in golf. They just basically made clothes for Justin Thomas to to mm-hmm. wear. Um, didn't have a relationship with Luke Donald anymore. I don't think they sponsor anybody else on tour. I don't think they do, no. So I'm not sure if it's a bit of a way of just kind of getting out of golf because I don't believe they wanted to be in golf that much anyway. It's just the fact that Justin Thomas was doing so well. Um 
And then the other thing is, maybe they've overreacted. It just depends on how much they were getting, uh, how much kind of abuse were they getting on social media and things like that that they should drop him. Yeah, but then there's a lot of arguments to say that they manufacture a lot of their clothing in countries where being homosexual is, is um, a lot an offence uh, yeah, against illegal. the law. So it, for me, and this is just speaking on behalf of obviously me, clearly, um, it's the only thing with, with the kind of world at the moment and, and a lot of things that get said, certainly online and, and people getting offended and whatnot and stuff, I struggle to know, and this is me kind of almost been uneducated, I'll put all my hands up, as actually what is kind of deemed as offensive or what isn't offensive and what are things that people like to take offence over. That's sometimes what I struggle with because we might say things to each other in the workplace to what would be deemed as offensive in other workplaces or whatever, but that's kind of fine. But I saw a comment on, on, on Twitter, and this isn't, again, this isn't saying if it's right or wrong that Justin Thomas gets dropped by Ralph Lauren, but in terms of how kind of extreme it was, if you like that what he, he said, somebody wrote a comment that said something like, imagine if you were a, a young gay male who loves golf and plays every day, practices every day, watches the PGA Tour, and you see one of your, let's say, favourite golfers or, you know, big, big name golfers miss a putt and use a homophobic slur as an insult to themselves, that might make you feel quite bad. Mm. So in that sense, you think, well, actually, that is, you know, quite a good point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. it's, I know it's whether actually he, he is homophobic, I, I doubt, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, I very much doubt he is. But when you look at it like that, I can understand why people may be offended, obviously. But again, I don't really have much opinion on the, on the Ralph Lauren thing, because I don't quite no, no. know. It's... Have they done it because they think it's genuinely the right thing to do, or have they done it because they think it's perceived as the right thing to do? Will other um, brands sponsors drop so, it? Yeah, as well. sponsors follow. So it's it's a touchy one, and it's good to discuss. But it's, well, it's, hard, it's a bit isn't like it? when Tiger went through all of his controversy. Like, um, who was he? Was it Tag that he was sponsored he by? Got they dropped, dropped by him Tag pretty quickly. Ex- well, now he's Rolex, so he's laughing. Yeah. Isn't he? But yeah, but Nike never dropped no. him. Obviously, they used that well. Actually, did a load of. It was different with Tiger though, because they did something that was deemed as not very nice and something that you want to look up to. It wasn't really kind of... Offended anyone so Possibly, much. yeah. Well, apart from his wife. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird... Uh, I don't know. What do you reckon he'll be wearing this week? Oh, I've no idea. Probably just um, something plain. Yeah, it's strange. He'll, he will get signed up. It'll blow over, won't it, obviously? But... I think I, I would be super surprised, but stranger things have happened, if he comes out this week, head to toe in another brand, mm. sponsored. I just think that might be too early, but I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised for one second because he is an unbelievable talent and to snap someone up like that wouldn't be a bad shout. I think they would get a bit of negative feedback early doors, but I don't know. That was quite a mature discussion, wasn't it? I think I felt like I was really thinking every word I said and speaking a bit slower. It is very, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? careful what you say, haven't you? Um, but... At the end, of, and again, I saw it is his workplace, and that's the only other thing. Like he was out on the golf course working, but I bet a lot more gets said. The problem is with things like that. You never know. And this is again last thing on this. You never know if that because he didn't know he was getting recorded or whatever. Is that one percent of what he would say on the golf with mm. his mates? Would he go well worse and be really quite bad, which I doubt, or was that genuinely? a one-off thing as soon as he said it why I just said that which is what they always say it was an error of judgment but again that kind of feels quite hard to believe but anyway let's just uh, move yeah. swiftly on do you want to hear a little nightmare golf story as well yeah so it's there's from... a guy called Justin Thomas yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a guy called from an anonymous yes. JT it's from a guy called Chris actually and it's, it's a decent one but partly the reason why I've chosen this one is because it's a golf course that we know very well um, so he says, Dear Guy and Rick, um, been watching the YouTube channel for years now and I'm a new podcast listener. Started from the beginning and now sitting in the car listening to episode 44 and nearly caught up. So he's almost in the clubhouse. Ooh, close. Which is, which is a nice place He's on the to driveway. Be. Yeah, exactly. It's a really um, grand driveway as well. Talk to me. Gated. Mm-hmm. With an electric gate. Yeah, electric gate. But everyone who listens to the podcast has a buzzer. So you don't have to. You don't have to wait. You can hit the buzzer like ten seconds before you get there, and the gates will open, ready for your yeah. entrance. Oh, it said Brown. Open the gates. And it, yeah, and every single car registration is um, is on the database. Yeah. And when you drive through, it'll know it's your car mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, good morning, Mister Charnock. <laughs> good morning, Mister Brown. Yeah. Good morning, Mister Chan. Yeah. 
how are you today sir yeah and you know you can even you could even if you wanted to it's it's a communication system sorry we've gone off track and you can even put your order in early you okay say, rack me up a little white monster yeah <laughs> ready ready I'll, I'll i'll sit i'll sit on the veranda today yeah i like that it's good <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, we have a helicopter pad, by the way. There, as well. yeah, Rick does. <laughs> we come in via helicopter. I get on the bus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, nightmare golf shot. So I took up golf in 2015, and a friend asked me if I fancied to go at a local municipal. Uh, our local municipal in Wallasey was a nine-hole link-style golf course, par 36, but very open with little rough and fairly short in length. After a few months, I was getting it into it, and I was scoring regularly in the mid 40s and claiming therefore I an 18 handicap. However, I was only ever playing nine holes and got quite the shock when I eventually played a full 18 at a local members course and shot 114. Anyway, after I'd been playing the local community for a few months and claiming my handicap was 18, I was working in Formby and a couple of guys who also played golf, with a couple of guys who also played golf. One was off seven and the other was 16. I was bigging myself up uh, one day, so one of them suggested we go on Friday afternoon and play the par three course at Formby Hall and I was well up for it. The second hole was an island green that you could see from the road. It looked amazing. Everyone knows what the 17-foot sawgrass looks like, and this is the next best thing. So, again, we've done a video there with the Vokey wedges. It literally is an island green, isn't it? It's proper It's so nice. It's class green. hole. The Friday afternoon came up, and we rocked up to the first tee of the par 3 course. I step up and strike, strike my iron into the heart of the green and with two putts. So I walk off the first hole on top of the world with a par, I've been telling these guys how good I was, and I was living up to my bragging. The second hole came about. It's 90-ish yards to this island green. The hole I've been waiting all week to play. A little flick with a gap wedge. My ball flies dead straight at the flag, but flies over the flag and pitches on the back edge of the green and bounces off into the pond. Devastated. Uh-oh. But not to worry. Just hit the same shot a little softer, right? Wrong. I proceeded to stand on the tee and shank no less than 10 what? balls into the pond. 10? Ten. 10. At this point, I had two balls left in my bag and decided to walk off the course with no off the hole with no score and move to the third. After my solid start, the rest of the round was a mixture of shanks, thins, fats and missed putts. My final score through the eight holes, which is par 24, was 52. I now hate Island Greens and I've never again played to one. I will never live down my 11, 11 tee shots on that fateful day and hear about them constantly from the guys I played with as I still work with them nearly six years later. I'm glad to st- say I'm still playing golf regularly and have a steady 14 handicap. Hope you got some amusement from my pain. He needs to go back there and redeem himself, doesn't he? Yeah, but what if he doesn't? That is a nightmare then. You know well, what the moral of the story I still is? Would. The moral of the story is don't big yourself up because if you big yourself up, you then can fall greatly. Flat on your face. On your face with <laughs> ten balls in the water. Um That's just golf though, isn't it? That is golf. It's what keeps keeps us coming back. And that so much of that must have been mental because it's ninety yards, yes it's quite well it's an island green, but with a from 90 yards, you should have hit one in 11 shots onto that green. If you're an all right player when you as start well. shanking, well, it, it's, a, it's a virus. Yeah, it is. It does. I've had a few students where they'll come in for the first lesson and nerves or whatever gets hold of them and they'll shank one. And, oh, I, I don't normally do that. And then they'll literally shank 20 shots in a row. And from trying to fix them, the, the hook, you're trying to fix the shank, which is uh, just a bit of nerves or whatever it kicks in. Yeah. Um, Are we I'll, done? Yeah, yeah I was... Mixed feelings on that one again, but never mind. Uh, this is another... Uh, we didn't address this in the conversation. I want to go on this loads, but someone's asked us, Rick, buy the golf clubs. That's another thing that we want to say. It, You know, if brands did stop making sending golf clubs, we would just buy them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we do sometimes buy them. Yeah, we do. We'd buy a lot, actually. I think people kind of forget balls that. balls as well. Yeah, loads of balls. All illegal stuff we often buy. Um, uh, the Costco one was one we bought. The full set of um, Callaway Costco clubs was one we bought. Um, uh, what was the other one's... Um, bought quite a few expensive ones swingless golf club um hammer driver hammer driver fake tailor-made driver for wish yeah um, a lot. yeah anyway i just wanted to address that as well so if it came to the point we buy them we just buy them um uh, all the costco wedges balls <laughs> yeah. and putters and everything yeah. anyway uh good podcast that i think 
Okay, yeah. We're done. Let's do a little intro now and get it done with. I can go home. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you back next week. Uh, we'll try and get some guests on again soon. Get some guests on. And if you want to review us more than two stars, do so. Really big. I need some, some love. Yeah. So Go tell read me out I'm really three good. next week. Yeah, tell me I'm really, really good. Bessings and sliced bread. Cheers. <laughs>